Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Coaching Hive podcast. If you have been following along for the past month, you know that we have sat down with Julie, who is now a full-time health coach. At the beginning of the month, you heard her as she was transitioning from a different full-time job into being a full-time entrepreneur. And as we have been chatting over the weeks and working on her business, you've seen how she has developed a rhythm and a routine for her day so that she can be productive and really get moving forward. We talked about how to generate more leads. And today we talk about how do you stand out from the crowd? How do you shift the perspective of the person who is seeing your social media posts, reading your emails, or in other ways, just interacting with you in your world? And so I think you're going to get some really great insights from what Julie and I discuss in this episode of the Coaching Hive podcast. Now, I don't want to take up any more time before we dive in, but just one quick thing. The Coaching Hive is now open for enrollment the whole way through March 31st at the end of the day. So if you are enjoying these mentoring calls and you feel like you would benefit from a community of peers and mentors with whom to troubleshoot, think about new ideas, and just get settled into your coaching business, now is the time. You can go to www.coachinghive.com forward slash join to learn more. And on that join page, you will actually see an option to get the replay of last week's Profitable Health Coach Masterclass. So go ahead and head on over to coachinghive.com forward slash join to learn more. And with our theme of simplicity, clarity, and vision for 2022 in mind, let's jump in. I'm Dr. Mora, and this is the Coaching Hive Podcast. So you are back from spring break. Yes, ma'am. You are ready to get back in the flow of things. Yes. You have your letters ready to go out. Yes. And they're probably actually going to go out today or no, I'm going to wait probably till Wednesday to get them out, but I'm going to get all of them um, customized and just sitting in drafts so that all I have to do is just hit send and they're, they're out the door. Perfect. Because sending on a Monday after spring break, it's going to be in the midst of the flutter that happens. So So I think you're smart. Yeah. So I'm going to stick to, um, Wednesday, but I'm going to get them all drafted up today. Perfect. And then it's so easy. You can just hit send, 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 and be done with it. Yes. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So how are you feeling about those letters? Um, really good. Um, I like it. I think it works well. Um, I need to, um, I want to take kind of the same concept and tailor it to um, companies to do Mm -hmm. like corporate wellness things, because that's also a big deal right now. Um, But um, that's probably like a three to five on the list right now. I'm still working on trying to get consistent with social media. Um, I've got to get back into the swing of things as far as my working out and my eating and like the personal things that I'm working on for the personal goals that I have. Mm -hmm. So I 
that's going to kind of be the next couple of days. Grace is out of school today. I guess teachers needed a work day to get back into the swing of thing after spring break. I don't know. I don't blame them. <laughs> so she's out of school today. Um, I've got doctor's appointment. So today's kind of just a, you know, laundry, unpacking, getting things put away. And then tomorrow kind of coming in and getting my week kicked off. So, um, that's kind of what it looks like right now. Okay. So you think you'll do your planning for the rest of the week today? Um, yes, I've actually already done my calendar for the rest of the week. Perfect. So So you're already getting back into the swing of it. Yes. I'm already getting back into the swing of it. Um, I'm just not holding myself to, um, I mean, I've done, I got up this morning when the alarm went off at 5.45. Um, Keith is traveling a lot this week. So we spent a little bit of time together this morning before all the craziness started. And mm-hmm. I got ready, have makeup on, I'm dressed. So I'm, yeah, I'm kind of getting, I've got it going. Um, there's just like, I didn't go to the grocery store yesterday. We were at softball tournament all weekend. And um then we've had really, really bad wildfires here in Texas. And so some of our, some of our friends have, um, potentially, well, they, their house was saved, but last okay. night they were, they were being evacuated and things like that. So I just didn't get a lot done last night that I should have gotten done, but that's okay. I'm going to get it done today. And then, um, I have my meal plans already written out for the whole week for breakfast, snacks, lunch, uh, have my workouts written out. Um, so I need to focus today on, my social media plan for both my business page and for my personal page, my branding page, um, and kind of see what that looks like this week. Okay. And I've got to go through emails. I haven't gone through emails. So that's a big thing today. Okay. All right. Um, so thinking about, so what I'm hearing is really getting back into the groove of things, but also then getting those letters ready to go out to school districts. And in the back of your brain, you've got this idea of corporate stuff. So you're thinking about how that might work, how you can take what you're already creating and kind of just morph it into something that could work in a corporation, but it's kind of lower on the list. So we're not super concerned about it. Um, But then social media is really at the top of your, of your bucket right now. Yes, it is. So how can you take the work that you've done for the school district, that letter that you've written, right? We worked so hard on coming up with talking about what, what transformation you're providing or offering along that path, not just here are the services I have, but what, how can I really help? How can you take that work you've done in writing those letters and apply it to your social media? Can you pull snippets out? Um. I can, I can pull snippets out of it. Um, I can pull snippets. Yes. And then I've also last week I worked on just kind of, um, I was looking at stuff that Jasmine Starr did. Mm -hmm. And then the other lady, um, Amy Porterfield. Yes. Thank you. I can never remember her name. Um, (laughs) And then there's another lady that I found last week. Um, I'll have to look in the email because I signed up for her newsletter as well. But just kind of looking at things that they have done and what they use their social media for. So Mm -hmm. there was one lady, it might have been on the Dr. Sears page or on the Master Health Coaching page, 
mm-hmm. where they just took a picture of one of the activities that we do in the mm-hmm. master class um, and took a picture of it and did a post with that. And I was like, well, that's really kind of cool mm-hmm. um, and different. So sometimes to me, the obvious is really hard for me to see because I'm getting so caught up in trying to like make it like something so robust. So I started going back through all the activities that we did. So like the wellness wheel mm-hmm. and things like that and thought, okay, it would be really easy for me just to snap a picture of the wellness wheel and do an easy post about that to promote, mm-hmm. you know, health coaching. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be super salesy, but mm-hmm. really asking more of a question of the people looking at it, mm-hmm. um, you know, the dimensions of wellness and Mm-hmm. Um, learning more about that. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of playing with that a little bit and looking at some of the things that, how do I say this, that to me are not, I guess, postworthy or newsworthy because mm-hmm. it's stuff that we use, but it's not so obvious to the person that's reading it. Does that make sense? It does. So you really are now starting to think you've kind of shifted and out of your perspective and really trying to come at it from the perspective of your potential clients. That's a huge shift in perspective. Yes. Um, And realizing that, you know, what's commonplace to us really isn't for them. Even the concept, you know, you bring up the wellness wheel, the concept of thinking about your core values on a regular basis and how your daily decisions need to be aligned with that. Right. So, you know, yes, we all have values, but how many people stop and think about their core values and how does this action align with it? Right. So if I eat the gallon of ice cream, does that really align with my core values? Probably not. Right. So, so yes, that's a good way of putting it. Just kind of shifting the perspective from the way I look at it to more of the client perspective and, um, So from like what we did with the letter was really trying to find a solution to something that they needed and and wanted. Right. So it wasn't your perspective that mattered. It was my perspective. Yes. Um, It was from their perspective of what, like, what did, what is their needs and what is their wants and how can I meet those needs and wants? Correct. So it's kind of the same thing with what I'm trying to get through the minutia on, on where I want to be with my social media and really working with clients is kind of that taking that from that letter and looking at it from their perspective. Um, and also I think what we did in the letter was with the school administration, they're in the middle of all the muck, right? So they may not be necessarily thinking about the wellness or the, you know, the different things that the teachers and the staff need right now, it's more about survival of the, f- the fittest to make sure they're meeting all their benchmarks and they're meeting yep. this and they're meeting that. And they're probably just trying to do everything they can to meet those. When in reality, if we could do a couple of these other things like the workshops or the, you know, the simple things of easy breakfast and movement moments in the classroom, then that might make some of these other things easier. So really making them hopefully sit back and kind of go, huh, I've never really thought about it that way, or I really need, I've never taken that perspective. So I'm trying to make them think 
outside the box as well. Right. I'm trying to do it to make them do the same thing. So kind of taking that perspective with my social media and with clients. And I feel like if I take that perspective, it doesn't need to be super salesy. It's, you know, if you want to learn more, here's my website or, you know, direct message me or email me something like that, but kind of putting information out there or little tidbits of information that makes someone go, huh, I haven't thought about it that way. Or I've never really thought about that. It's, um, they're just trying to eat healthy and work out and maybe they're burned out on it. And maybe it's not eating healthy and working out that they need to focus on right now. Absolutely. That's a huge (laughs) shift and it will make all the difference because what's happening is there are lots of health coaches And not so many that the market is saturated, but there are plenty of health coaches and they're all posting recipes or they're posting, this is what you should be doing for movement, or this is the activity you should be doing, or this is the sleep you should get. Whereas if you shift perspectives and you start talking about the, the challenges that your potential clients are having and they feel seen and heard and understood, whose post are they going to stop and actually read? Right. Hopefully mine. Yours. That's the goal. <laughs> Yours. Yeah. Because it's different. It stands out. It's not what everyone else is doing. So by focusing on those challenges and those transformations, that's where you get the, that stop the scroll kind of deal. Right. That's how you get it. And then you could, you know, you brought up a great idea, say, you know, DM me or check out my link in the bio. You can make it even easier. If you want to start getting those DMs, give them a specific word to DM you. Then it's not on them to come up with a message to you. It's simple. Okay. So if the post is about the wellness wheel, DM me the word wheel. If you'd like to learn more or if you want to talk or whatever it is, but DM me the word and just give them a single word to type because then it's on you to have a message, not on them. You're just removing friction points. Okay, that's a good idea. And I've seen it work really well. I know someone who runs her entire business based on DMs. She has no sales page. She has very little website to speak of because she tells people to DM her a specific word, and then she's in charge of the conversation and getting it going. And I've seen it work beautifully. I've seen many people do that, not just her, but I can think of her right off the top of my head. Okay. I like that. Even if you're asking for comments in your post, like if you have the picture of the wellness wheel, What's your favorite part of the wheel? And just then it's very specific that you want them to post nutrition, financial, emotional, whatever part of the wellness wheel speaks to them that day. It's easy. It's not a full-blown comment, but it gives you a chance to then say, oh, so I see you chose emotional well-being. And you can, and you can talk a little bit about that or share a little anecdote but it gives you that chance to respond back to them without it being on them. Them to do it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. 
We want to keep it as simple as possible for our potential clients to start the conversation. Okay. Okay. And definitely take, you know, what we worked on in that letter and the perspective that that difference of how are we really going about this? It's not about selling the services. It's about sharing the transformation or the, the problem that we can solve. Talk about right. that. Okay. Um, and then I also, for the letter, I have to add in those, um, oh, I don't have it here in front of me. The points we did, like the three points that I have to come up with for each one of them. Yes. I need to add. Okay. I forgot about that, but I've got to add those in this week. Those will be um, simple. Yeah. Don't overthink um, it. Oh, my key takeaways. Yeah. Instead of topics discussed, we did key takeaways. Mm -hmm. So I need to come up with the three um, key takeaways, two to three. Two um, to three. I have, yeah, I have three on my living healthy presentation because it's nutrition, lifestyle, and movement. That makes um, sense. Yeah. yeah. So that one, those will work um, for how does your daily routine impact your life? I can come, I, I had two down for that one. That's perfect. And then, then the impact on students' wellness. I already have one, which we tied in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the dimensions of wellness. Mm -hmm. um, and I may just add one more to that and leave it at two. Okay. I think that's fine. Um, the workshop that has three is, is kind of inherently bigger. Yes. Because it has more depth to it, more breadth to it. Not necessarily yes. depth, but breadth. So yes. absolutely. Three is fine. And then the other two, you have two points that share that the key is that now those administrators reading your letter know what the people walk away with, right? Yes. It's not just about nutrition. It's about this. And I also thought about when I was doing my social media, just mm -hmm. going back to pulling keys from pulling takeaways from this and doing social media. Um, it really, I like the key takeaways. So I feel like I could even do that could be something I do with some of my social media posts. If I'm talking about the wellness will, and then just put like one simple, you know, key takeaway and just, you know, add that at the end of my post mm -hmm. and put like something, you know, the, the main point of what the wellness will is or what my post is about. So, mm -hmm. um, I could pull that in too. You can also do, so thinking about that, you could do a carousel post where you've got multiple graphics. Yes. And what if you had key takeaway one, key takeaway two? What if yes. I told you it's not so hard to figure this out? Look at the wellness wheel. Yes. So that could be something I could pull in from the letter as well. Yep. Yep. So there are lots of ways to use that. You could even put the key takeaway at the start of your content for the actual blurb for the post so that it yeah. grabs someone's attention. Versus at the end where they may have stopped reading. Yes. Okay. So those are the kinds of things you want to play with and see what gets good engagement. What's getting you the comments um, or the DMs? Is it, you know, putting the key takeaway at the top or the bottom or the middle? What does it look like? Is it adding in emojis or not for your clients? Do they like video versus carousel posts? 
So outside your comfort zone. Yes. Everything is well doing social media is not outside my comfort zone, but, um, and looking at the analytics, all of that I'm good with it's the whole video, which I did not, this is, we were on an entire week of vacation. There's not one picture of me because I'm taking all the pictures. There's seriously not a picture of me at all, even with my family on spring break, 2022. There's not one single picture of me or video or anything. (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's where, um, which I just have to, um, which I did not ski with Keith and Grace and a couple, you know, quite a few of the pictures in the video, them skiing and things like that. Then they went tubing and I was there for that, but I was taking all of the pictures. Um, there was a really cool rock that said red river, New Mexico on it. And I have a picture of grace with the rock, but it just never crossed my mind to like grab a picture or even me shopping or anything else. So that's where, um, I'm just going to have to, I have to communicate to grace and Keith. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to have your help on this. And Keith even said, he's like, I have got to get better at taking pictures. Like he spent an entire day with grace on the slopes. And I had one picture of them right before they got on the slopes for the entire day. That's it. (laughs) Okay. So let's reframe this for a minute because it's easy to get wrapped up in what we didn't do. Right. But last week we talked about the fact that you were going to kind of unplug a little bit in the sense that it was self-care. It was total. it was going to be about your family. Yes, you were going to do some work, but really last week was all about your family. And if you were so wrapped up in the moment that you didn't think I should take my camera out and tell someone else to take a picture of me of this rock and, and me, so I can use it in a social media post a week or two from now. Well, then that tells me you were focused on your family and you were focused on staying in the moment rather than getting wrapped up in business, which you had purposely chosen to set aside during that time. Right. That's true. That's true. But I have nothing to use, not even for like our album. Like I keep all of our photos, like in, you know, I've got them on Google photos and Amazon photos and everything else. And so, yeah, no, I went through the entire album. There's not one picture of mom from, so it looks like Keith and Grace went on spring Spring break. I didn't go. Okay. So from a family perspective, yes, absolutely. You know, enlist their help say, Hey, when I say, do you want a picture with the rock? You should respond to me. Yeah. I also want to get a picture of you with the rock. Right. <laughs> so, you start conditioning um, that, that response of, yes, I want the picture. Can I take one of you? Yes, a little give exactly. and take there. So he, Keith even admitted, he was like, I I've got to get better at taking pictures and doing stuff. So that is something that, that when we talk about getting out of the comfort zone or even thinking outside of the box, those are the things that I need to be more cognizant and more aware of. Um, just because it will, um, it's going to make things more, um, organic, I think in nature, and it's going to be easier for me to move forward and keep growing my business. Um, in both areas. So in my coaching and personal training business, and then also in my, in my branding, um, Mm -hmm. it just, I think it'll just make things so much easier. So we're going to, you know, Grace can go to the grocery store with me today and I have my makeup on and my hair's fixed and I am in like 
not dressy clothes, but that's okay. I'm um, put together. Who goes to the grocery store in dressy clothes? I don't know, but I'm like in long sleeve t-shirt and my joggers and my tennis shoes. Um, cause I also have no idea what, you know, I've got to go to the doctor. So I didn't want to have to like take off 12 layers of clothes if I should have to. Um, <laughs> that's never fun. Yep. So, um, you know, but it could be, you know, me just looking at a label, like picking up two things and her just getting like a profile shot of me doing that. Um, um, or me doing a selfie at the checkout line with grace and talking about, you know, family, family shopping trips, or, you know, just something fun, like grace and I taking the day to go grocery shopping. So, Yep. I just, I just need to be able to do that and not feel super self-conscious about it. Cause I think that's part of my, part of my challenge is I feel super self-conscious because it's, I want it to be perfect. Like I need everything in it to be perfect. And I'll take the same selfie picture 12 times because my smile, my smile's not right. Or like one eyebrow, eyebrow is higher than the other. I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Why? I know. I know. <laughs> um, so does Grace like to tell jokes? Um, yeah, she does kind of sometimes. Yes. Okay. So she is your best, your best weapon, um, for lack of a better word here, because, you know, she tells you a joke and you start laughing and she snaps that picture, you laughing and having fun will look good nine times out of 10. Okay. You laughing because she said, well, why, you know, whatever. And you start laughing and she's snapping that picture some of the best pictures I've gotten are when my child is standing behind my husband who has the camera and he is dancing or doing something silly because of course I'm laughing at it because it's entertaining. Right. And he grabs the pictures then because otherwise, yeah, you look at it, you go, well, my eyebrows look funny or this looks weird or, oh, my eye is scrunchy and it shouldn't be. And this well, I just look weird in this one. And it just kind of takes that away because when we're genuinely happy about what we're doing or we're happy in the moment that comes through, that changes how our eyes look. It changes how we see the picture afterward. It changes everything. Okay. And so look for those moments where you're having fun. And if you, if you don't find those naturally artificially create them jokes, funny dancing, all kinds of things, (laughs) wonders. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, who thought this would ever be, this would be the hardest part of my job, right? That's why we're talking about it because it is, because it's challenging for most people to step outside that comfort zone and to not be overly critical of ourselves. We are so much more critical of ourselves than anyone else will ever be. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. So this week is all about social media. You are going to look for those opportunities for pictures. You're going to enlist your family to help you find yes. those picture moments. And so if you take, thank goodness we have digital photography these days. So right. what if you take 300 pictures and you find two that you like? It didn't cost you anything. Right. That's true. <laughs> it did not cost you 18 rolls of film being developed hoping for the best when you got them back. You remember that. Right. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I just have to do that. And then I need to, while I was sitting here thinking about it, I need to create a 
Google like a shared album that I can drop all of these photos into, or as Keith captures them Mm -hmm. or Grace, we can Mm -hmm. drop them into a Google shared folder because if not, they just sit on my, they're on my phone. Right. And then you got to go back through and scan through a bazillion pictures to try to find the one that you are wanting. Scrolling, scrolling. So you know what, as I'm thinking about that, that's going on my list right now is I need to create a Google a shared out a Google shared album between Keith Grace and I, and you I can, can just, just title, dump. Yeah. And I can tell, you know, mom's work pictures or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And then as they capture pictures or whatever, just dump them in there and I can go, but I don't even have to look at them. I mean, they can just dump them is there as they capture them. So, okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. write that. I need to get that done. That would yeah. be the easiest way to share those. Absolutely. So Julie, I love, you know, this is your what, six weeks, seven weeks into your business, six or seven now, I think. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. My last day at work, work was February the 11th. So yeah, probably about five or six weeks. Okay. And you are taking all of these steps forward. You have thought about how to reach out to new partners and, and build these collaborations with the school districts, you are starting to be more intentional sharing your business with people. When you sit down to lunch, you are thinking about social media, but in a way that will serve not just social media, but also you're, you're starting to think about how you talk about what you do differently. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's not just about social media. It's about really that message that you're trying to share you have already gotten a workable rhythm or routine for your week, for your day, so that you are not ignoring self-care, which is really easy to do when you're starting a business. Yes. So think about all of the things that you've accomplished just in the last few weeks. It's pretty big. It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, I, that was my goal though, when I, set out to do this was to look at it from a quality perspective versus a quantity perspective. So, cause I knew for me to keep sane and that's, I mean, that's just, that's, that's the top priority. Yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of what it is, is if you, I felt for me personally, if I went into this thinking, I've got to replace my salary, I need 10 new clients in 60 days and I need you know, these three other things that I just didn't feel that that was the best strategy for me, um, that I needed to look at it from a quality perspective and figure a few things out personally. So the rhythm was a big one, um, and trying to get that in place and figure out what I wanted things to look like and how I wanted them, how I wanted the process to go. Um, and then I'm hoping that, you know, long-term the clients will start to come on, um, once I get a few of these things figured out, but, um, I know that's not everybody's rhythm and I know that's not everybody's perspective and not everybody has that same or has the same luxury of being able to step back and look at it from that view. Um, but I felt that was important for me to get a few of these things checked off. So mm-hmm. I do, I have the, I feel like I have a pretty good rhythm going right now. Um, I have, you know, I'm 
very goal oriented. So when I'm, I'm writing down my goals and writing down my to-do list for the week. And I've been successful at checking those off and um, adding to it when I need to add things to it. And then also respecting my, respecting my space. And if I don't have time for it this week, or it's not a top three or a top five, it's okay. It goes into the ongoing section yes. of my list so that I don't forget about it. It's still important. It's still something I want to do, but it's not a priority for this week on my list. Absolutely. So that's key because you're right. That's what keeps you saying we cannot accomplish everything that we want to accomplish right when we want to accomplish it. No. And if you look, I've also learned, you know, that by looking at learning from other people that are doing social media and learning from other people that are doing health coaching or just learning from other entrepreneurs, regardless of what field or category they're in, um, things can seem like it's all put together, right? It's kind of like an Instagram page or a Facebook. <laughs> Everything yes. looks one way on the surface, but when you start getting into the muck of it, it doesn't look anything like that. So being able to give myself some grace and going, you know what, these people have probably been doing this for two or three years and they learned from other people. Yeah. So I've got to give myself that same grace. And if it's not a perfect picture and if it's not a perfect post, and if I don't get any responses from it, that's okay. I just got to keep, keep going and keep doing it over and over and over. And it's going to stick at some point it yes. will stick. Yes. That's the key you know, rinse and repeat, but you don't just rinse and repeat. You rinse, adjust and repeat. Right. <laughs> like just keep learning, keep figuring it out. What is what's working? What's not working. If I don't get a response at all from a post, that's okay. Do another post, do another, you know, ask, you know, however I want to phrase it or reframe it and do another one. But, you know, wellness will, that's new to a lot of people. <clears throat> so that may be really overwhelming. So maybe I take pieces of the wellness wheel. I do one post that's introducing the wellness wheel. And then for the next, you know, 12 days, I take a piece of the wellness wheel and I talk a little bit about that and have them respond to that piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just kind of, you know, figuring that out. What does it, what does it look like? And it's going to change. It, it will, will. It, it's always changing. So um, I think our, the, our phone calls every week and um, the guidance that you give and the feedback that you give and the ideas that you give are definitely priceless to me right now. So I really appreciate that. Mm, thank you. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, just being able to learn as much as you can. Yep. I think that's key. You know, at the, at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur means being willing to learn. Yes. And then and to that implement not just to stop at learning, but to implement and try things out that, that kind yes. of sums it up. Yes. You have to be able to execute it. It's got to be executable. And if it's not executable in my, for me, then it comes off of the list and I have to do something that's executable. Correct. Correct. And there are so many options out there. You don't have to keep something on your list that does not serve you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Julie, I'm so excited for you. You have so many little things just kind of moving in the right direction without introducing the overwhelm and the chaos that sometimes comes with a business. It feels yes. like you've got things kind of settled for now and um, have those big next steps to take and have a plan for continuing to grow along your journey.
So I think you're in a great place and it sounds like you feel like that as well. Yeah, I do. I do. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So that kind of wraps up another snippet of my conversations with Julie. And I hope that as you've been listening to this series, you have gained a few new ideas and had the opportunity to see what building a business as a health coach really looks like. There are no silver bullets. There are no magic potions that can take away the importance of really setting a routine and a rhythm for yourself, really thinking about your coaching business as a car with different components that have to be attended to as you are building, growing, and scaling your coaching opportunities. So you need to start thinking about what is your vision for your business? You want to think about how are you going to share that with the world? What will you say? What kinds of relationships are you going to build so that you don't have to do all the heavy lifting by yourself? What kind of web presence are you going to develop? We were talking about that in today's episode of the podcast, right? What kind of marketing and sales mechanism are you going to use as you grow your business, as you start signing your clients? What kind of learning do you need to engage in to make sure you have the skills and the tools necessary to grow, build, and scale your business? And what kinds of products would you like to offer? There are so many options out there these days that we aren't just constrained to one-on-one coaching or group coaching. As my Coaching Hive members know, I have a Revenue Streams Kickstarter inside the Coaching Hive experience to help them start thinking outside the box and exploring ideas that work for them. Think about those products and services in a new and different way. So that brings us to our key action item for the week. I want you to start thinking about how you will stand out from the crowd. There are just under 7,000 national board certified health and wellness coaches in the world. And there are about 8 billion people. So there's plenty of room for all health coaches, whether you're board certified or not, to serve in the community. There's more than enough people to go around for all of the health coaches out there. So what are you going to do to stand out? But then also the second part of this is what are you going to do to support other health coaches? What relationships are you going to seek out? What collaborations, what partnerships can you seek out in the next week or two that will help you build, grow, and scale your coaching business in a way that works for you? And if you are interested in more of these mentoring opportunities, I invite you to check out The Coaching Hive at coachinghive.com forward slash join. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the doors are open for The Coaching Hive Experience and Coaching Hive Elite. If you are ready to take your business to the next level and you are ready for a high touch, high focus experience, I would like to invite you to check out Coaching Hive Elite and Coaching Hive Experience at coachinghive.com forward slash join. The doors close on Thursday, March 31st at the end of the day. So you just have a few days left. Reach out. Let me know if you have questions. And of course, 
take time to think about what action you can take in your business right now. I look forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode of the Coaching Hive podcast, where a focus on mentoring and community removes the overwhelm of building your successful coaching business and adds in a dose of momentum. Until next time, have a healthy, safe, and happy week.